Ete iwi ngai taringa tēnā koutou katoa. First things first, kupu hou, whakatā. Whakatā means rest, and yep, we had a bit of a break last week, so there's a new word for you, whakatā, and we do apologise for that. Next kupu hou is panoni. Panoni means to change. Once upon a time it was due to come out, but we're actually going to go to Tikanga 101, so we've had a bit of a panoni tanga, a bit of a change, and once upon a time we'll be back next week. Hoi anō, e mihi atu ana ki a koutou katoa, tēnā koutou. Hei ngā kāwai nui, hei ngā kāwai roa, o ngā wai whakatere tanifa, o ngā wai poenga hoi, a ngā mātua tūpuna o tira, o ngā tokatū whenua, o ngā maunga kōrero. Nei, a taringa e mihi atu ana, i raro i te maru o te wānonga o te aroa, tēnā koutou katoa. Welcome back to this instalment of Taringa, and here we are again at the Ipurau Broadcasting from the bustling metropolis of Te Aumutu. E rere atu ana ngā reo, mihi ki a koutou katoa, e ngā kaiwhakarongo, uh, e mihi ana au ki aku hoa, uh, i tēnei wā, kua hui mai mātou ki te kōrero rero, hei whakarongo mā koutou. A nei mātou, and I'll let them do their own mihi. Kia ora, tau toko ana i ngā mihi a praone. Kia koutou. Ko hariru i tērā. <laughs> Kia ora koutou katoa ngā te hunga areare. Uh, thank you for joining us this afternoon on this hot summer's day outside and we're here in a studio with four walls with no windows and it's black. Engari, ka whiti te rā i a tātou e kōrero rero ana. Nō rera, tēnā koutou. We've done the round and we're back at Tikanga 101 and we've talked about lots of things in this session, uh, in, in this kaupapa, uh, Tikanga. Uh, we've talked about whai kōrero, mō tētea, karanga, we've talked about hongi, we've talked about all sorts of things, but our kaupapa today is karakia Māori. Uh, koe nei tā tātou kaupapa i tēnei rā. I'm going to ask Pakake to give his definition of karakia Māori. Uh, I suppose I should just talk about how, how I use it. I think it's probably fair to say that uh, when talking about karakia Māori, I'm making a distinction between a set of karakia uh, that I've learnt more latterly in my life from those that are Christian-based, karaitiana, karakia karaitiana. And uh, for me, karakia Māori are... are um, quite different in terms of who is being addressed, how they are being addressed, uh, and the distinction in terms of, of the, the role of the tohunga in signalling uh, what the intent is of the people. And I think that's in having been brought up in the Anglican Church, um, that's, I can see that uh, from what I saw as a younger person, quite a difference in terms of uh, how the karakia are carried who is uh, being addressed, how the addressing is taking place. Uh, they're, they're, they're quite different. I think for myself, I think it's really uh, interesting that whilst there was a lot said after the arrival of the missionaries about how Māori were completely converted to Christianity, I think that the fact that these karakia exist and continue to be used probably indicates that perhaps that conversion wasn't quite as full as people talk about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's some introductory thoughts, uh, Brownie. Tēnā koe. Nō reira, would you say karakia translates as prayer from a Māori worldview? 
I tend to use the word incantation, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure whether there's any difference. Mm. I think to me the word prayer comes from Christianity, and I think that that's there's a difference in the relationship. So when you are praying to God, I think that you are taking a position of, if you like, lowering yourself, of mm. elevating God, and and you are giving forth your thanks and all that kind of thing. Then praying, asking for what you are uh, seeking. Mm. Whereas I think Karakia Māori are quite different. There's more of a uh, evenness in the levels of mm. what's being, of the who's doing the asking and who's doing the listening. And even in times of uh, strife and warfare where it was quite clear that our tohunga actually didn't ask but compelled mm-hmm. the uh, Aratua to respond in certain ways, I think that's quite different. Kia ora. O whakaaro hariru ki te karakia Māori? Uh, kia ora, pakake. Yeah, I think um, just before you had come in and we were talking about karakia in general anyway, and I was just wondering how, or, or what your thoughts are really on on how we hear a lot of karakia these days that are e karakiana ki, ki a tūma tauenga, me arawake, kei te ki, a ihoa, a haranei, a wai atu ranei. So hea o whakaaro mo tērā. Rangirua. I mean, I think that when I listen to some people who are, who are obviously mixing the two, mm-hmm. uh, my mind goes back to uh, some of the advice that Tui gave to me at that time, that when he used to go with Ope from the Kingitanga, basically, to open houses, he always believed that everyone who was there needed to feel part of the process. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't for him to be trying to carry both the Kalakia Māori and the Kalakia Kalaitiana. He would always ensure that there was a minister mm. of some description, part of that ope. And he he didn't participate in the two activities because he believed, that's why he used the word rangirua, it created confusion. So he would do his part, hand it over to the minister to finish, right? Mm. But certainly kept did not carry both. So in an instance when you, you're not lucky enough to have representation from every denomination where there is an audience of every denomination and a particular hui, what would be your advice? Oh, just stick with the karakia Māori. <laughs> I mean, I, I've done, and we've done, you know, Matapuning has done lots of different events. We It's just been us sometimes, but then there have been, you know, you see people walking around with the collars on and what have you, oh, you know, you know. And we did that uh, just uh, last month and we did open a new building down in Foxton. Mm. Uh, the Tohungas did their part, but the ministers were there as well. So as soon as we'd finished, katukuna, yep. So we can. I think that's a good idea to do that. Mm. Uh, but if you're not sure or can't see the collared people walking around, well, then just stick with the Māori. Mm. Mm. Have you been in this? This is just hip. General Pathai, yep. hey, come up. <laughs> <laughs> have you been in a situation when you've been doing karakia Māori and you've just noticed that people have become uncomfortable and you're doing that karakia Māori? No. Oh, okay. Prawni? Kui? I've been in a situation where, where they've been predominantly Christian mm. and they've asked me to take karakia. So what I've done is, is I've referred to a kōrero tukuiho. So it's sort of the reverse of what the missionaries done. They used a lot of the stories out of the Bible that our tūpuna could, knew that have an association with. So I, I sort of do the same thing before I start, when I sense that karakia Māori isn't the flavour mm, or m- yeah. may not be so well known. One of the lines I open up with quite a bit is, I'm not a religious person, but I'm a spiritual person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that sort of like puts everyone at ease. Because mm-hmm. yeah. for me... 
Karakia Māori is my, and when I do Karakia Māori, is my interpretation of the divine element, I call. And it's my way of communicating with the universe and everything in it. So there's been instances when I haven't felt comfortable. So I think when I do that, I'm actually sort of speaking to myself and to make everybody feel included in the karakia. And then later on, I get people come up and, and say, oh, you know, they're very reluctant because people think about makutu and and things like that. And that's that's one of the reasons why a lot of our karakia were lost. And then, of course, the Tohunga Suppression Act. So mm-hmm. there are people out there that are a bit uncomfortable. We're at a point now where we're searching because a lot of people, it feels like there's more and more people that want to learn karakia Māori, both wahine and tāne mm. and then tamariki. And of course, we've got some of our karakia for kai and things mm-hmm. that have become introductory karakia Māori for people that are sort of um, learning karakia Māori. Yeah. I'm not sure if I answered that question, but yeah, I haven't, I haven't found anything off the crowd, but I, in case there is, I sort of have an introduction before I do the karakia. Yeah, but I think you need to you need to know how to read your audience. Yeah, yeah I think that's, that's probably yeah. that's probably what I should just to explain my no <laughs> before is actually I think that you do you know, before if you get asked to take karakia or you're in that position, I think you do read your audience mm-hmm. and where you are. So I was thinking while Prani was talking that, you know, there's be Different times of, of, of certain venues, like at Rangiatea in Otaki. Well, I know that you know all those, all of my kaimatu, kui and kuro there are not going to be too happy to be hearing karakia Māori roaring through that whare karakia, mm-hmm. right? So you pick it and you say, "Oh no, no, we'll, we'll stick with karate under the sun." And I don't have any problem with either set mm. myself, so I'm able to do either, but not mix it. Who can do karakia? You, you mentioned male and female. Is it, are there gender-specific karakia? Are there times when one should and shouldn't? Paitena, Pātai. I mean, it's, a, it's huge. Karakia is huge. I mean, there's all sorts of karakia, irotoi te ao Māori. And there, and there were karakia that were for women, and there were karakia for men, and there were, there were karakia for everything you can think of, there was a karakia for. And I, I think this is a good time to talk about the difference between karakia and takutaku. Mm. So my understanding is karakia is a set, a lot of kupu and fakaro that are said and taught, whereas takutaku are said from the heart. Mm. Yeah. I know some practitioners, myself, will start with a set karakia and then in the middle I'll have my takutaku and then I'll finish off with a... Um, mm-hmm. Tai up with yeah, a... Yeah, with yeah. A, yeah. And I think that's where the um, where you see the skill of the tohunga or the practitioner of the karakia Māori is if they can takutaku. Because really, and I'm not putting putting our karakia down, anybody can learn a karakia. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, they have an intonation, they have a sound that are conducive to the Māori ear, I should mm. say, yeah. te taringa Māori. Mm. And they invigorate those that are listening. Yeah. It's the decibel range and everything like that. Yeah. So it's having a mix of those things, and if you can put that into your taku taku, and if nobody can tell that actually you're making your karaki up on the spot, then I think you've reached that level. But going back to starting with karakia, um, you know, there's 
there's some karaki around now like whakataka te hau and then of course no mai hua which is a popular karaki at the moment mm-hmm. to whakapai te kai those are good places to start if you're unsure you know pataiki o kaumatua mm-hmm. just touching again on what Hariri was saying I do know some people that their whānau aren't comfortable with karakia Māori that's kei te pai what about you? How? What about your experiences? They've been they've been pretty good so far for myself. Like I call myself a in the kohanga state of it, in the kohanga mm. level of it. But there are times where I found myself reciting karakia Māori, and it feels good, mm. meaning that it feels right. Mm. Or I know I know I've chosen the right time and the right situation to apply that certain karakia or that taku taku to the situation that's that's been put upon me. What I really like about it is that it's, um, for a better word, it's more tuturu, but understanding it, it gives you a bit of view on what I call the quantum field, like um, when you activate the a certain... Field. The quantum field. I like that. <laughs> when you activate something, when, you, when you're looking at a specific aspect of, uh, be it life or whatever, you can go to those specifics mm. of it through karakia Māori, whereas there are times there are general karakia that sort of blanket things, and there's nothing wrong with that too because... You know, if you've, that's your only thing that you know, then then you recite that. But mm. that's what I like about Karakia Māori Day. It's specifics and it ties us in. Well, for me, it ties us into the our taiao, which I believe is our yeah, Whakapuno Māori. Mm. I think back to one of my first learnings of Karakia was Whakarite. Yep. Which is where we use quite a lot of now and hapu. Mm. And it was my kuia that, that taught me. You know, I didn't know, really didn't know about te ao Māori i te rāwa. you know, I thought of Tangaroa and Tāne Mahuta and, as legends, you know, they, <laughs> yeah. they were things in storybooks, they weren't a part of my belief system then, but the whakarite we learnt that she taught us was to go to the water and, and use Aye. the water and then mihi ki te atua, mihi ki te, ki te wali te rāwa, ki te kuini, and then um, i muri i te rā, that's when you put your, I suppose it would have been, would have been your takutaku in there. And we, we used to, we were encouraged to do that when we went to a new place or we were leaving home. Sometimes we'd ring her up, a lot of times actually, and I'd ring her up on the phone and she would do the karaki over the phone. Oh, yeah. And I'd go in the bathroom and sprinkle myself and then come back onto the phone. So those are some good memories mm-hmm. I have of my queer. <laughs> yeah, I find myself doing that too, if you go to places that are new to me or something like that. Mm. Yeah. You know, even if you're invited to a friend's house and you may be staying the night, I have my own little thing by myself. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, what sort of friends are those? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, and even just going, for a good sleep, really peace yeah. of mind. It could be just peace of mind, but you know, it's well. I'll tell yeah. you a story. We, uh, one of my good friends went overseas, and I was traveling the next week, and this was to China. And when I arrived there, uh, I got told to do like the Hundiers Karakia Maori because they'd they'd been getting all these things over there. And um, when I got over there, uh, this friend of mine said she got freaked out. Uh, they stayed in this old hotel, motel, but it was actually an uh, inn, an old Chinese oh, inn. Yeah. And uh, she well, she said she saw this wairua, or kehua, uh, in her room before I came over. So <laughs> I'll never forget, before we got on the plane, this was with Wakahuya, Te Kahautu done the karakia ringatu, and they asked him to do the karakia, and we were actually, you know, in a hurry, and they asked him to do it. And, uh, and if you know uh, karakia ringatu, you know, they can be quite long. Uh, 
mm-hmm. and you know Kahoti doesn't do things in halves mm-hmm. and we had quite a long karaki and I remember everyone's getting a bit anxious because we haven't even gone through the departure gates <laughs> like through the well when we got to the other side I thought oh well uh, he says you can do it when we get to um, China well we got off I got off the plane and I just felt this way to the wairia we got out of the plane no we got out of the plane got off the you know we were walking down the thing to the and I started to wairia I done like a full on wairia <laughs> yeah I wouldn't normally do that later I was going why did I do that for? Did, yeah, did, that's that what I felt in my heart was the right thing to do yeah 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 in terms of karanga too, you sort of there's moments where you just feel like there needs to be a karanga in that place. Yeah. yeah. So I was wondering whether that's the same with karakia, and and mm. in that would those always be instances of taku taku? I think so. Mm. I think that's a good um, comparison actually with with karanga and and karakia. There are times when you don't know you're going to do a, a, a karakia. Mm. I feel that you know you go to a place you feel something. It might be reverence. Mm. Not so much for the protection, but the rec- recognition. It's the reverence of the tapu, I guess, your feeling in the area you're at. Mm, yeah. So those are all things I think that bring on karakia. Well, well going back to your your, your Ghostbusters scenario. The, <laughs> yeah. the Chinese inn. Going back to the inn. What are, what are your... Ex- can we talk about ghostbusting? Let's talk about ghostbusting. I like ghostbusting. <laughs> I like ghostbusting. <laughs> what are your experience in that? And in that... Like, do you have to determine what religion or whatever the kehua is before you can yeah. even start on your karakia Māori or whatever karakia you yeah, need to what do if, to? What if you're chasing the kehua off and they go, oh, no, there's a Chinese one. Yeah, well, I mean, I think ghostbusting is, is, tends to be one of the main roles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And uh, I know that Prawn and myself and others have gone and done different places. Seems like the, the whole area around Waikato University is, you know, there's, <laughs> there's just heaps of hookahs going on over there anyway. <laughs> but we've gone to um, do different places. I, I can say one example, though, of where, you know, because sometimes you do your karaki and everything and it's not like you are, you know, there you are, and blah, 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 you know, it's, it's more like, you know, sometimes it's like nothing, you know, but other times, you know, I remember one... I went to, this is something I did with Tui, and uh, see, this is a Te Wānau Aotearoa program, was that, was that not a waiter? Mm. And um, I was coming up here to meet with him, that's something, he goes, oh good, you're here, we've got a job to do. We went down to Naroeta and all the staff were outside in the car park, and there was this, something going on in one of the buildings there anyway. And it was a hot summer day, it was like 40 degrees, or close enough to 40 degrees, it was hot as. The approach was, I was to go up the stairwell, Till he went up the elevator. So as we were going up the stairwell, I was starting to think to myself, Ching, is it starting to get cold? And I looked back down and I could see the frost coming out of everyone's mouths. Mm. And that sort of said to me, oh, this this is a bit different. (laughs) You know, and when we got to the actual floor that was, things were happening now, you know, it was freezing. Yet just outside the window, it was close enough to 40 degrees. But Mm. it was freezing on this floor. And we just... Tui and I walked along. I didn't know which room it was. But as I walked past one room, we just got, whoop, you know, get the hair stand up on the back of your neck and what have you. And I stopped and he looked at me and went, nodded that that was the room. And then we went and just the sort of funny side of it, there was, it was all computer gear in there. 
you know, and I had a, I had a, <laughs> a bottle like that, but it was a pump one. And uh, I said, oh, 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 he goes, never mind those things, go, he goes, <laughs> <laughs> So I think the while I had to replace all those computers. <laughs> so yeah. it does have to like carry Nerf guns or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've always thought about that because it's such a, yeah, I've always thought about that. I know of one instance there's a lecture that showed me nameless and he used a spray and white bottle in one of the offices at um, Waikato Uni. <laughs> I thought, yeah, but, Oh, I don't know about that one. Why I mentioned the area around the university was because we went to help some, there was some Māori women, girls, in a particular whare, and they said that they'd heard scratching on the wall, footsteps across their wooden floor, and the lights come on, on and off. Mm. You know, and, and we're pretty convinced there was something, some sort of poltergeist or kehu or hukeke or whatever. And... One of the things that we did was we actually sat them down to talk to them, mm-hmm. you know, about the importance of believing in what we were going to do, mm-hmm. you know, because if yeah. you, if we go through and do this house, I can absolutely guarantee that we'll get rid of whatever's here, but if you're then sitting there tonight thinking, <gasps> you know, you can hear it or see it or whatever, back, then it's back, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Once we've done this, then any flashing on and off of the lights, you need to ring your landlord to ring the electrician. Mm. Any sort of creaking on the floorboards, get a hammer and a nail and bash them down a bit more. You know, and any scratching in the wall is just a mouse. Mm. And then we went and did our thing and I've checked in periodically and they're all good. They were all good last year after we'd done that. Karakia Māori are not just magic spells, mm-hmm. you know, where you just have to say the words and it happens. Mm. People have to believe and what's happening, and put their faith in that. And I guess so much so for the practitioner, you believe in what you're saying. Mm. Yeah, you need to believe what you're saying, and believe in what you're saying, and believe in what you're doing. Mm. Um, you know, you're not just doing it because you, because it sounds cool. Mm. Mm. Um, you know, it's sort of like some of our brothers when they learn a cool as toparapara, yeah. you know, and they just want to do the toparapara all the time. A lot of the toparapara are karakia. Yeah. But yeah. they don't really know how to tikanga or te tauparapara, e whera anō te karakia. You know, I've been to things when different karakia and people have learned, they may have learned a karakia for launching a canoe, mm. but that's their only karakia Māori, and they go to that for everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, but it doesn't suit the occasion. It isn't pertinent to the, the mahi that they're doing, the work that they're doing. Yeah. So those are all things for people to be cautious of. You know, I remember with again with Tui, like he was um, teaching a whole swag of people, karakia or whatever, as part of Arataki Manukuru. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I remember asking him, I understand that it's only certain people that <laughs> learn these things, and you know, you, the person who's doing the teaching knows the whakapapa of that person or knows their background and, and makes a decision about their appropriateness. Mm-hmm. Mm. And yet there was 50 kaumatua, you know, out there, I wouldn't say which site it was, but we were out there in the in the class and you got me to teach them all, the wairea and pikiakitawhaki and these other kalakia. And I said, do you know all them? Do you know all of their whakapapa and everything? He goes, no. I says, oh, okay, so how do you know who should get it and who shouldn't get it? And he said, that's not up to me. He says, they're two I make those, those decisions. And mm-hmm. out of that group of 50, You'd be lucky if five of them actually learned them 
and retain them retain. and use them. Yeah. Mm. And that's those are the right five. I don't have to decide that. Mm. Right? Those are the, if those five learn it, then those were the right five. If none of them learn it, then none of them are right. Mm. The, the tohunga circle is difficult to penetrate. He said, and so five out of 50 is a pretty good strike rate, do you reckon? Mm-hmm. You know, there? But he doesn't worry about that. He teaches those who want to, to learn, knowing that higher powers will decide whether they actually use them and learn them. Mm-hmm. Based on that code, first you got to have the fuck, the fuck up no? have it in your heart, and well, be comfortable to learn them, and then you need to find somebody to teach you. Mm. Yeah? Yeah, other than they have to be willing to teach you, you have to offer them something. I mean, I've had different ones come to me, you can't even string a sentence together in Māori, and say, I want to learn karakia. Mm. Well, yeah. you've got to yeah. make a decision then whether you're going to teach that person karakia, or whether you're going to say, come back to me in five years when you've learned the language. Mm. Mm. What about their intentions? Do you do you just straight up ask them what what the what their intention is in wanting to learn? Or yeah, I I think intention has a, a, a huge part of that. Te tai o ngā koranga ki a mata, kaua te karakia, kaua o mohi ki te karakia hei patui te tangata. Yeah, yeah. So you shouldn't be learning them to be. I'm the man. I know all these karakia, and I can say a karakia at a thousand miles per hour, and you know, and everyone's going to think I'm mean. If you're doing it for that, then you're doing it for the wrong reasons. You, yeah. the, the intention is wrong, and you're not going to get what what you want out of your karakia. Yeah. Ne kokuete papa. Yeah. Aye. Aye. So they backfire. Yeah. With the wrong intention, they backfire. Yeah. Mm. And I think you could say, you know, some might say, and that, and see, that's why I'm afraid of karakia. Well, you could say the same for um, a Christian karakia. Yeah. Mm. You know, I remember when I was little, and I didn't even know who God was, or you know, and something would happen to me. Like, Please, God, kill that person. <laughs> 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 Make him fall off his bike. <laughs> And then, of course, you look back in history and even, uh, you know, the, in the scriptures and, and biblical times and even in contemporary times, you have two enemies against one another praying to the same God to, you know, yeah. do away oh. with their enemy. Yeah. yeah. One of my uncles who taught me a lot, he said, boy, karakia is like a knife. I can use this knife to butter my bread or I can use this knife to do harm to somebody. Yeah, that's a good analogy. So what about himine Māori? <laughs> if is there a himine Māori to go with those karakia Māori or are those purely quite Christian beliefs and practices? Well, I think we've adopted two patterns. One is the whaikōrero and a waiata to follow mm-hmm. and then the the pattern that we have in Christianity of, of a hymn followed by a karakia then a hymn. And there's <laughs> lots of instances now when someone does a karakia Māori and then somebody does a... Uh, yeah, himene. And to me, it doesn't quite sit right. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. But if I'm quick enough, I'll try to compensate or compromise and I'll sing away at the Māori. You know, ah. because going back on what we were saying at the start, that the himene for me is a way for people to be included. Mm-hmm. And that's what's good about the waiata. But if I've got it, I'll sing something like Whakataka Te Hau mm-hmm. as a, a waiata that's inclusive after the karakia. To me, the karakia is over, and that part's sort of like the closing of the gathering. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I'm not into Waiatahimini. I'm not into following Karakia Māori. I think they're very, very different and I think they should be kept separate. Yeah. Karakia Māori and then Karakia Kraitiana and then your Himine. That's what I think the Kwenate Whakaraupa Patanga. I'm sure we've all heard um, Haumie Huie Haramaiteri Pika. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of my good whanaunga are friends who is a whanaunga to me and he, he, he prihi, and we actually haven't talked about it, but he will taku taku Christian and then he'll wrap it up with Haumie Huie Taiki. And I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. Something in my in my ngaka doesn't agree with that. For me, it would be the same as doing uh, taku taku karakia Māori, uh, traditional taku taku, and then ending it with amine. Yeah, mm-hmm. or or saying in the Father yeah. and the Son and the Holy Spirit after yeah. you've yeah. talked about atua Māori. Me noho wehe, ahakoa he wairua tanga na merua. Yeah, kwe oku whakaaro. That's a good discussion point. Mm. Even does that is that applicable to or do you see that when someone stands to fight corded or and they start to parapara then they mihi to the atua? Mm. Does that do you find conflict in that? We're getting in the to to fight corded or yeah. Yes. Uh, but then that poo corded or if they're a learned speaker, they may have their own reasons why yeah. they do that. Mm. So to question it all will be Yeah, important. yeah. But but yeah, yeah, I understand. Talking about questioning Karakia, I mean I think you know, there is People will listen to a karakia and they will assume that it is a karakia only for a specific purpose. So they might think, oh, that karakia is for launching canoes and that person is using it to open a meeting house. Or you know, one of the things that we've learned as part of Matapuninga is that there are many, many different ways in which you can align a karakia with your particular kaupapa just through the, the altering of certain words. Or that where you are tracing a, uh, if you like, a sequence of events. So one of the classic ones is kākāriki pōwhai tere kotia te pū which is all about cutting down the tree, mm-hmm. lopping off the crown, lopping off the root system and that sort of thing. So why are you doing it, you know, for a house opening? But what's in the tohunga's mind is that they're actually tracing the process. Yeah. That the log of the tree to the log to the out of the forest to the cut up and building a house mm-hmm. you know so I, I tend to be slow to be critical of what other people are doing in the karakia Māori space yeah. mm-hmm. because I can't be absolutely sure just how they have aligned mm. their karakia with yeah. uh, the particular kaupapa but again I mean we've all had our own experiences and I certainly didn't gravitate from Karakia Kraitiana to Karakia Māori as some sort of rejection of things yeah. Pākehā. Yeah. Though I know a lot have, you know, they're wanting to learn about Karakia Māori because they want to turn their back, if you like, on things Pākehā. Mm. But we've all had our own experiences and I, I'm sort of keen to say to people that issues of spirituality, you need to try to let your wairua be the judge of those things and not your head. Yeah. You know, and so, I mean, I can listen and watch all sorts of whakahaere mm. from all over the world and some of them will appeal to me and some of them won't, but I try not to make it an intellectual exercise. Mm. You know, just let them... Yeah, you know, I was yeah. I was in a Hindu temple once and we were asked to do a pōhiri to the second highest ranked person in the Hindu faith. That was a bit odd, doing a karakia, uh, a haka pōhiri inside that temple. But be that as it may, right around the periphery of their temple, they had all of these gurus or whatever they are, 
doing their chanting and then the head of the Hindu faith came in with two girls in front of him throwing petals on the ground for him to walk on. You know, it's pretty mean. You know, I could sort of, <laughs> ooh, you could feel something about that, eh? You know, you could sort of, I suppose you say, you could feel the tapu and you could feel the mana, you know, of that setting. Mm. So, yeah. And I think that's a nice statement to wrap our session up. We could keep talking, actually. But as I've said on, on our other podcasts, these are tasters and these are to encourage and inspire you to to go in and seek out some other kōrero uh, and, and to go back to where you're from to talk to those that are that have the knowledge in the matauranga. No reira, e, e mihi ana ki a koutou i o koutou, i o koutou taringa. Uh, e mihi ana ki a koutou e hoa ma, uh, hariru, uh, te puahairi, uh, pakake e te hoa e te tuakana e mihi atu ana. We missed our uh, um, kiwaha o te wiki. We got a bit excited with this kaupapa and we usually meant to use it at the start and then we try and use it through the recording. <laughs> so before I ask uh, Pakake to do a little wrap-up taku-taku for us, I'm sure Hariru or Puahiri has a kiwaha for us. That's like asking if you got any jokes. You forget them as soon as you get asked. Oi <laughs> anō. <laughs> Ko tā tātou kiwaha mō tēnei wiki, koeke, koeke. And koeke, you can use this in lots of contexts. One could be, you've had enough to eat, and you say koeke, I'm full. And another way of using it is when you've reached the point in the discussion that there's no more to be said at that time. Uh, so koeke, a tātou kōrero, i tēnei wā. So koe nā tātou kiwaha, koeke. Paeke te koanawhe. Koanawhe, Tēnā tātou, uh, that was our session on Karakia Māori and we're going to launch in Te Waiata o Te Wiki, uh, which is also a karakia and has been popularised as a waiata. Whakataka te hau.
To listen to more episodes, search for us on your podcast app and subscribe. Taringa, fakarongo mai. <laughs>